Hello and welcome to Elite Cadre, the Hordes and War Machine podcast that's regularly distracted by shiny things. I'm Mike. I'm Alex. Croaky Alex, I'm Kurt. I'm, I'm already done. I, I, I thought we were live. I'm oh, you just expended all your effort on that. I have, yeah. I, I, I went deep I, into the barrel. If you want to hear the good bits of Bend, go to the after show bits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're always available. The rest of this will be mostly uh, silence. Classy. Well, this episode we thought we'd bring you something a little bit different, uh, in that one of the people on the podcast has picked up 40k again. Hello. Yeah. So, Kurt, 40k, go. <laughs> right, I'm muting myself and in about half an hour. Um, I, I can start with the short version of I never, ever thought I would ever play this game again. I uh, put down 40k. I put down 40k okay. how many years ago? Uh, well... Hordes came out in 2006, didn't it? About six, nine, 12 months before that, I threw my 40k in a cupboard and swore I'd never go play it again. Uh, and then, was that just a fit of rage? It was. It was a fit of my army's not legal anymore after I'd spent a long time painting it and putting it together, and the rules had changed and didn't like it. I think it was fourth edition at that point, and then fifth was coming, and it was just like my Black Templar. I had to change my Terminator squad, so we were all illegal. That I'd rage quit the entire thing at that point. I spent a lot of time on Black Templar. With no money and just sort of put up slowly and painted it really nicely and yeah, so that was kind of the main reason for screen. And, and I didn't like where the rules were going and they proceeded to, do, to get worse after that. So which edition change was that? I think it was fourth to fifth. I think I'd been playing fourth, and the change to fifth was where I went. No, can't. Yeah, they were dark days. You lasted longer than I did. I started on first. I did. I didn't last long into third. Uh, I played quite a lot of third, mostly second. Um, I have to be honest. Most of what I played was second. Um, well, that's because the games took so long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it a lot. I played it from back in my teens um, for years and years. I'd play regularly, play two or three games, forty k a week regularly, week in, week out for a long time um, until that point. Um, rage quit it. Saw shiny ones. I had looked at War Machine before that and gone, yeah, I quite like those. Yeah, I quite like that. And then kind of gone, oh look, more forty k. Um, but then that happened and then hordes appeared and I looked at the models and waded into hordes and then proceeded to sell as I wanted to buy more hordes of War Machine or just trolls I proceeded to gradually sell 40k um, sold all of my Elder which was a lot including Phantom Titan and all sorts of stuff um, but I hung on to a few choice little bits and pieces a few Tyranids um, my Black Templar, the main paint box of back painted Black Templar, they'd taken so long over them, I wasn't going to sell those. So they just went into the loft and stayed there for 10 years um, and more. Whilst I, keep, I did keep a box of Thousand Sons, um, although I still can't find what I'm sure I didn't sell, but I can't find the main box of the main army, but <laughs> never mind now. I'm buying new stuff. Um, yeah. And then... Um, I, I don't think I would want my old Marines back if I found them. Well, I recently, it's interesting you say that, because I posted, uh, I found, after I really bought some new bits and stuff, I've got a, an unpainted Land Raider with some nice resin forgeal bits on it. I found a uh, rather beaten up Land Raider. It was on my shelf next to my desk, just buried under stuff. It's been there for five years. I've lived in this house, I think, um, underneath other stuff. It's a very yellowy painted um, World Eaters um, Land Raider that's had the doors prized off it, dozens of doors stuck on it and not repainted. Really and just stuck under stuff. And I've yeah. dug that out, and I posted that on, on Twitter last week, and it was very interesting responses I got. Some were kind of like, wow, cool. Or some were like, well, you're brave, painting, pushing that up online. Jesus. Yeah, that was fuckly as fuck. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> I'm still looking at it right now. It is. Um, but yeah, so 8th. Um, I saw the preamble for 8th. I was sceptical. 
I watched a lot of YouTube for eighth coming out. Um, a lot of different channels, different previews and different stuff. And what do you know what impressed me first? The most impressive thing to begin with was that all those YouTube channels got sent, I think for free, it looks like for free, got sent the starter box and then got sent all the indexes because some clever spark at GW has worked out that this is free marketing. Yeah. Or at least, yeah. It's taken them how long? Not not expensive, but... Yeah, but it's taken them how long to do that? Oh, true, yeah, it's not quite free, but it's worth a hell of a lot more value for money. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. So if, if you can send out a bit of cardboard for a box and you know ten sprues, yeah, that's that's peanuts to a company like GW. And you've got channels that have tens of thousands of subscribers because these do because this is forty k. This isn't this isn't um, uh, War Machine or obscure game in the corner. This is forty k. So all these channels have tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of subscribers. I was stuck, I was shocked at the numbers because I haven't looked at these things since YouTube's been the way it is. Yeah. Um, since it's been like regular viewing for most of us at different times. Um, you suddenly go, oh, that's what a popular game looks like. Um, even the X-Wing channels are quite, aren't as, aren't as popular, uh, even though X-Wing is massively popular. The same people don't need to watch YouTube, but they don't want to watch people playing the game. They just want to play it. Um, so... Yeah, I watched a lot of it. Took a lot of kind of reviews, and the pre the PDF of the free rules went up online. Downloaded it, printed it out, and said to one of my mates, "Do you want to try this?" And he had some Tyranids, really old second edition Tyranids. <laughs> yeah, they're really really hard. And uh, so we threw down and played a game quite quite gradually, and making sure we did it right and trying things out. And it was ridiculously fun. Um, it was like going back to second ed. It really is. It's it's not the same. It's not second ed but it yeah. feels like second ed. It's a lot quicker, though. Well, because judging by some of the stuff that's in there, it's noticeably... Things are noticeably faster than they were in second ed. Yeah. Yeah. Because... You don't spend two turns if, walking up the table to get things like, yeah. yeah. Marines used to be speed... They used to have a, a four-inch move, now they've got a six. Yeah. One plus one right there. Well, what I quite liked was that they took away this everything moves six inches as well, which, which has been the rule set since, what, fourth ed? And, yeah, um, I uh, liked- third is it second and third? And, and it's, they've kind of gone, um, no, we're now giving everything back, their movement. But as you say, the baseline is Marines and Guard. And then you've got Eldon moving seven or even eight. And you've got, um, yeah, it's, and you know, some of the slower Marines move five, four. The problem you always had with uh, the everything moves six thing was that they had to go, oh, well, hang on, um, Eldar are faster, so we'll have to make a, fleet of foot, a was it fleet yeah. of foot rule for fleet them? Fleet foot rule, yeah. We're like, Roll a d6 or something and they move this. It was exactly that. Got... Yeah. There were so many little get out clauses that were just like slightly random. What? So I haven't it was just kind of. I haven't kept up with 40k, but what I found is looking back at the seventh stuff, because obviously I haven't really looked, didn't even look at seventh. I did buy the rule book for six, I think two weeks before seventh came out, because I've no idea what's happening. I bought the six, I thought about it at, start, at six, but six was only out for like, what, a year or something, wasn't it? And, um, hmm. I don't, I, roughly and I bought it and then 7th landed and I was like sod this if you're going to just bring out new books with no warning when the book's on the shelf and I'll buy it and it's done already yeah um, 6 so to I 7 to years yeah so I um, so I've got a nice show book that I've never used but um, I am um, looking at YouTube channels now because I've been trying to look at 8th stuff and eight, obviously 8th has now been around several months I start off with I keep, I keep finding myself watching 7th stuff back and I, and actually, some of them I'm stuck with, and I've been astounded at the level of details and the rules for seventh. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was shocking. Two books down. 
Yeah, so many special yeah. rules that are really complicated. And the interactions of those special rules is ridiculously convoluted. I'm like, oh, I can't play this. And I didn't try and play. That's it. that's always the big problem with any war game that's grown over time. You do eventually get to the point where you have to go. Right, we need to knock everything down so we can build it up again because it just gets bloat. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So the simplicity really appealed. Um, I played it. I played some. I played some games. We played some um, of different things. Um, with my thousand sons, the proxying, a few other bits and pieces as well. Because I've got a bucket, literally a bucket of original Dark Elder, which is what's third because it went in second, wasn't it? Um, yeah, third. And um, yeah, it, it literally is a plastic tub just with it all thrown in because I tried to sell it and no one wanted it because all the new stuff was coming out as I was trying to sell my stuff so I couldn't sell it if I wanted to couldn't give it away so I kept that and that's been quite cool to get out I even played a game against Dark Elder with my daughter playing my 10 year old playing Dark Elder which she loved so that's an interesting one as well it's now simple enough to teach to your 10 year old again which hasn't been for quite a while um, just good fun it's just a laugh I think that's the biggest takeaway for me um, I've avoided it because I kind of don't want to sit and paint 10 of the same model well the models aren't actually all the same anymore I bought Zangors for my Thousand Sons which are basically beast men for Thousand Sons and there's there's such a multi-part complicated lots of so many different options I've got so many spare bits from that pack it's off the scale it's and same was true of everything which is how again going back to how it once was it was you got a ton of extra spare bits and the models I can't believe how detailed and how good the plastics are from having been away from Games Workshop for 10 it's, years. It's the one thing GW have always done properly, is their plastics. It's how and much they've upped that game, though. In... It, it's how much that game yeah. has upped while I've been not aware, not aware of it. It's Because I think I've been playing other, other manufacturers' plastics, and you come back to Games Workshop, and you go, how are you still this far ahead of everybody else? I mean, I don't know the big. But... I would say the, the only company that's... I've, I've seen it's really even close in terms of their plastics is weird yeah. um, because yeah. they can't, nope, we're not doing uh, any of this. Um, oh, what's the word? Restic stuff. Um, they do have a couple of bits of rest. Just as to what we're doing anymore, we're just going to go for proper sprued ABS and actually make it work. Uh, I will say that their stuff is a little bit softer than... Yeah. Um, they are. They have got some rustic stuff now, though. They have also got some of that out as well. Um, and one uh, thing I would say about weird plastics, um, I can't remember the name of them, but I, I remember when I got some, there is a there are some scale issues, even in one box of three models, and there were three kind of very different sizes. See, one the, the scale issues don't bother me so much. Because at the end of the day, you're talking about a model that is probably not the size it is. Yeah, I'd agree yeah. with that. If you were I get that, but then when you've got, uh, you buy a box of three models, you would expect them all to be roughly... In the same size. box. In the same box, yeah. But yeah. different generations. I mean, 40K now, Space Marines are now much bigger. Anything you buy new in the last six months, much bigger. Um, and that's not just Primaris. Primaris are bigger, but the Thousand Suns Rubric Marines that came out Christmas-ish, um, I haven't bought any yet. But they're bigger. Everything's bigger. My... Oh, it's, it's it's like the different. I've I've got the old Blood Bowl set here. Um, yeah. I bought the new one. I put the humans next to each other and thought there is no comparison here. I put the old Blood Bowl ogre next to the new Blood Bowl humans and went, oh, that's more of a comparison. Wow, they have really ramped up the scale. It's nice. I like it. I, I do like the new Primaris. Uh, the Primaris Marines. They do look very good. Like even the new scout infantry that they have there with the light power armor, yeah, and 
some of the heavies as well. Um, they just the, the scale looks very more impressive. The facial details, whilst they were also very impressive, just larger models, larger heads, larger limbs. It all just looks. They, the, the miniatures look great to paint, and the, and the bolters as well. Bolters yeah. look fantastic. Yeah. They're very cool. I think if I wasn't, if I didn't have giant size, quote unquote, thousand sons that I could buy as well, I'd probably be converting Primaris, but I kind of don't need to because I've already done those. They did those first. Um, I didn't really explain. They didn't kind of go, these are big because they just didn't explain it. And they've done um, Nurgle um, Plague Marines are bigger as well, but they haven't really explained why. It's um, Those seem to be the two leading Chaos factions now. Um, and the indexes, the codexes, the indexes came out to give everybody rules to start off with, which was quite nice, but they're kind of simple, but they're quite nice. And now the index, the codex is coming out. Didn't they axe one of the Chaos Gods? Sorry, sorry? Didn't they axe one of the Chaos Gods anyway? No. No, no, no. That no. was the rumour. That was the rumour. Slanesh was being phased out to an extent. I think all the kind of, uh, the nudity was being phased out because Slanesh has always had a sort of sexual element to it. They phased out a lot of the sexual side of things. And no, it's, it's Emperor's Children is the is the lead leak for the Chaos book. They've definitely come back. There's a demon box coming out as well. A new, okay. new starting Slanesh demon box coming out. Um, I think they've just been redesigning it a bit, taking a bit of a step back, taking their time with it and going, Right. So it looked that way. Uh, I mean, Age of Sigmar slash was kind of bloated and gone to sleep or some nonsense, wasn't it? Wasn't it she or he or whatever? But um, there isn't a... Um, it's not true in 40k. Um, you can still wheel out your, your Empress children. It annoys Marines and a whole lot. Sounds like new well, ones Age of well. Sigmar and 40k have kind of moved apart quite a distance anyway. They have, yeah. They're, they're, they're different games for different purposes. Yes. Yeah, very true. Um, parallels, obviously, but no, yeah, very true. Um, yeah, I'm just really enjoying it. I've Bought yeah. Zangols, which are weird beastmen that I'm painting that I'm really enjoying. Uh, all sorts of random bits and pieces. New Terminators, which have uh, been posting the progresses. I painted those on on um, Twitter. Um, I was going to say, I have liked the look of uh, the stuff you've been painting. Um, it, it's not something I, I think I could paint myself, um, but what you've been doing has looked really good. It's pretty fun. It's just, um, it's it's really weird, sort of nostalgia, but with kind of um, taking what I've learned from ten years of painting, less models in an army. I, okay, my troll box is rather large, all a bit, but um, taking my I've learned to take longer and paint better models, and now applying that to a squad is still fun and still kind of it's merging the two. Um, I really enjoy painting this terminators. I'm so tempted to buy another box, um, just because, just because it'd be fun. Um, I've even, for the first time, bought some magnets, and I've magnetised the heavy weapon on the Terminators so I could swap them over. Uh, I've never done that before, and I would do that with Dreadnoughts as well. I've, uh, it's just like, yeah, I want options and choice without buying multiple models, and it's no-brainer, really. Well, you heard it here first. I mean, I, I think that would, yeah, I, I think that the thing that would eventually do it for me is the fact that I, I could go back to painting that many models again. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I suppose War Machine armies are have crept up to that size. Um, yeah, but it doesn't feel point, like it because an army you put on the table more. isn't as big. But what you need in your collection is arguably more. It's your, what you put on a single mm -hmm. army on the table. Um, we all have multiple armies within our single for, um, War Machine collection. So trolls, yeah, a, four, a fifty point, fifty point or seventy five point troll army is forty ish models at times. Um, and you obviously put way more marines or and tons more orcs and guard on our table, but actually the total number of models in my case of my trolls is probably comparable to 40k arm. Yeah, really, that's, that's yeah, pretty it, it, it's, it's kind of part of the reason I've been enjoying X-wing so much, frankly, 
because I well, just buy new stuff and don't have to paint. Not less to paint. Yeah. So the, the, I don't know how it's pronounced, either the Skurg or the Scourge. Turned up, and the next evening I was playing it at club and going, my, isn't this broken? Yes, I've heard that as well. I heard it's uh, interesting. So, there's a game that needs a Mark 1.5. Hoo boy. So, how many games of um, 40k have you got in so far, do you reckon, Kurt? Half a dozen, maybe. Okay. Five. Not many. Still not many. Um, well, to be honest, you, you're a busy man. I, true. Um, it's quite helpful getting uh, getting my daughter involved because that means that, that might up the number of games because she might be keen to play more or at least be bullied into playing more. Um, and she can paint your army for you. Uh, she can paint her own army. I mean, she's already been going through the. Um, <laughs> she's already been going through the old um, the sixth ed book and flicking through armies and factions. I thought she'd be drawn to Tao because she loves anime. Uh, and uh, actually, more in a more cliched fashion, she's been drawn to Sisters of Battle, who seem to be getting a codex some point in the next few months which looks like it might mean uh, from a rumor point of view they might actually get some new plastics for the first time it, ever if they get plastics i would definitely go balls deep into sisters about that sounds wrong but um i would go balls deep into the sisters it, it's looking there, likely. Are, there are mm. there are two things that would potentially have the power to pull me into 40k one would be um, getting plastic Praetorians for the guard, which oh, is never going to happen. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Bench, for having something I like and that's fun. Brits with lads. I apologise profusely. Here comes the Empire in space. Stick it up your tailpipe. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I love the look of Praetorians. They're my thing. I appreciate they're not for everyone, but I like them and I don't care. <laughs> um, the other you thing would potentially be Sisters of Battle, depending on how they look. Because um, I have always had a bit of a soft spot for Sisters of Battle, but I, I, I do remember my last outing with them, which was in one of the uh, PC games, which was just a horrible, broken mess. Um, or oh, Sisters of Science seem to be getting more attention. Sisters of Battle are rumoured to be getting their own codex, and it seems to be in the early waves, so kind of... The waves are obviously, the, the rumours have already been shown to be not true, but even if they're rearranging it, it's looking likely to be in the autumn. So if they get a new codex, they should get new models because their models are dire old and very expensive. So I, I wouldn't, yes. they seem to have a lot of plans for a lot of oh, releases. Those, some of them are still basically on the second edition metals. They are, for 50 quid a squad. I mean, it's, it's not quite that Eldar jet bike. But no. it's getting close. Yeah, that was a long time waiting for that. I mean, how long did that hang around for? What, the metal one? The metal one? The Harlequin jet bike. Oh, that Harlequin jet bike. Oh. No, the... the... Even longer. The Harlequin jet bike before Harlequins got their own. I don't know when the... Harlequins only came out, what, last year? Couple of Harlequins that are out now? Um, yeah. And then they, that bike originally came out, I was probably 17. The one with a face on the front of it. Yeah. Yeah. I vaguely remember that coming out. Oh, fun memories. So that's 20, what, five years? Yeah. Still got one. I've got one upstairs. I kept hmm. my, I kept oh, my we've, we've had a question from Matt in the uh, chat room. Would you go to a 40k tournament? No. No. <laughs> no. Okay. No, Matthew, I would not. No. The people um, that play 40k competitively are the... I might go to a scenario worst. day thing, though. That's what I might do. If it, like if a it, campaign weekend or... So I used to really enjoy Veterans Night. That was the one kind of regular kind of thing I used to go to at 40K was Veterans Night in Games Workshop on a Monday night where they were, you had to be 18 and over or whatever it was, what the limit was. And that was fun. I enjoyed that because you're playing against adults and it was a laugh and because it was a scenario and it was City Fight. I think at the time we played it, the last thing I remember was City Fight. But that was fairly new. 
Um, that was awesome. I enjoyed that with my Black Templar. To that, I might do maybe, but I I consider a Salamio sort of weekend thing. Um, but not a competitive tournament, no way. There you go, Matt. There's your answer. It's not that kind of game. It's fun. Yeah, I was going to say, in all the time, I mean, I played 40k for too many years. Yeah. Um, okay. I never went to a tournament. I went to weekend things. So I'd go to, um, to uh, what's the right word? Get, like gaming conventions, but generic gaming conventions. So things like Colours used to be in Reading and Newbury, isn't it? And there's one that used to be in Weymouth. I'd go to those things and I'd take part, or even in Bournemouth actually, and I'd take part in stupidly huge games with four players on each side and 10,000 points and those kind of stuff. I'd do those things, but it's not a thing at all. It's just having a laugh with your mates and doing silly stuff and not caring why it dies because they would keep track of it anyway. I'd do that. That'd be a laugh. But no, I can't imagine going to... Um, yeah, it needs to be something more fluffy. I mean, you've got numbers of length of time playing 40k, been playing War Machine pretty consistently and regularly for 12 years-ish, even before the last 12 months of less so, and, well, 11 years, and um, I don't even think that scratched the surface of the number 40k games I played in my 20s. It's off the scale. Mm. To be fair, you had more time then. All right, much. And more <laughs> boundless enthusiasm. And more money. <laughs> eh. More disposable income, anyway. Um, I was gonna say, money's nice. Having uh, just got the new job and straight into MOT month um, and feeling the pinch right now. Yeah, I bet. Um, so yeah, so, so buying bits, I'm buying bits, I'm buying stuff, I'm e- buying bits on eBay, which is quite fun because some people are rage quitting, which is quite entertaining. Um, well, it looks <laughs> that way. Um, well, to be fair, whenever you have any kind of edition change for a game, you have both the people who go, well, I'm never playing this again, and, and you can have people like yourself who go, oh, it's changed editions, let's see if I can get a game. Yeah. Although on the other hand, Anybody who's interested in a circle army should come and talk to me because I've got quite a lot of circle. Some of which is painted, some of which is not, and I don't think I really want it anymore. But I also, <laughs> don't, also don't want to sell it piecemeal on eBay. I'll have it. Really? Yeah, I've started getting a few circle bits. I shall talk yeah. to you then because I could definitely let that go if anybody's great, including a fully painted giant, huge, great what's it thing. Oh, okay. Well, I'll speak gorilla, to you. About gorilla thing. Oh, giant also, gorilla Benj, thing. if you're looking for circle, I might be able to help you with that. Okay. I was the first. Jesus, <laughs> don't all come at once. Like, yeah, it's not like well, I'll, I'll have you see Bench first because we're allegedly meeting up to have some games. So. Yeah, yeah, I said, so, yeah, Friday after this week should be a good day. Yeah, well, see, I'm very much, uh, I'm very much looking forward to the fact that Thousand Sons are confirmed to have their own codex and it's due not too distant future. So I'm looking forward to that. You know what's coming out soon as well? L five R. LCG. Yeah, boy. It's time to throw your money into cards. Well, at least it's an LCG. Also, I have a really good local card gaming shop. Yeah, LCG or not, it's a f- fantasy flight thing. You'll be throwing down the dollar regardless. I know that it'll be spread out, so you won't feel the pinch all at once, but it's um, going to be a costly thing, but it's worth it. The base set is around 30 quid. Having, okay, having played uh, Netrunner, uh, to the point where I was doing tournaments of it and doing, but okay. Um, an LCG is nothing cost-wise. Um, yeah, you are paying competitively in a CCP. What, what you've got your initial outlay, which is probably two to three copies of the starter box because stupid practices. Okay, it's not stupid for the prop of profits, but it's stupid for people playing it. Um, so you've got through that. So that's between sixty and ninety pounds initial out. Then it's ten pounds a month because normally it's 
one release per month or per other every other month, depending on how the game goes. But you're looking at ten quid a month, and that is pretty much a drop in the ocean. That is, oh well, I guess I won't go to KFC tonight. I'll, you know, buy something else. Um, so LCGs are, are like compared to almost any other game. Unless you uh, come into them a bit later on, and you have to buy it all. Yeah, if you buy it all in one lump. Uh, or... On on the flip side, uh, a lot of LCGs when they get to that point will start deliberately limiting their card pool. So, for instance, Netrunner, I believe, is limited to two cycles, maybe three. Um, your cards are now no longer tournament legal. So you don't need to buy the entire, well, find and buy the entire back catalogue. You just have to yeah. concentrate on what's actually available right there. It's still an outlay, don't get me wrong. You still need to plonk down some money. Um, but in the grand scheme of things... Next to, say, if you wanted to buy the equivalent to what was a, a, an old 2,000-point 40K army or a 50-point war machine. Scary. Army, it's nothing. Yeah, it's hundreds of pounds there, yeah. So... Unless you start getting into yeah. your rares, your promos, your... Um, it's an LCG your match. Decks. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. You'll the, never collect it all. No con- You'll never collect it all. And, no, no. It, it's an LCG. There's no concept of a rare well, or a legendary or anything like that. Tournament, uh, exclusive. Okay, if you want the ones with the promotional image on, which are purely for this card looks nicer. But this card also, sure. yeah, it looks nicer, but you you, you definitely want it because it definitely looks nicer than the card that's probably replacing it. That's true of all the games. There's all, they all have things that you exclusively bits and pieces you want to try and get regardless, don't they? Card games, mm-hmm. and games. I mean, there's a limited edition captain. That's well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm purely trying to say that in an LCG, having yeah. that stuff that it's that is exclusive no, to tournaments yeah. doesn't fundamentally disadvantage those who don't want to spend more money. It's not a disadvantage, but to someone like me who is a collector, it's fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. Well, things are annoying you're then. never going to get a whole bench in that case because some of it is like you know, um, world championships top four only. Well, yeah, you find it on eBay and for like you, no, you end up you find it on eBay for four hundred dollars. That's that's generally where those some stuff. Um, some stuff in X Wing just doesn't do that. Mm. Some of the stuff at right at the top does not do that. If you're talking about that, you know, the stuff you get for just playing in an event or whatever, yeah, that'll turn up all the time. And, and we have that kit feeding into the tournaments that we do at club because um, we have a pool of alternate art cards and, you know, everyone who plays gets something. Um, That's very charitable. Well, yeah, but what we normally do is first person, you know, the, the top player gets first pick. Yeah, that's quite common. Going, ah, all the scum cards are left. Oh, well, they're mine. <laughs> Being the lone scum player. We've had a, qu- a couple of questions from Mr. Tremblay. I've heard um, of him. What's a Tremblay? Yes. So, first one is, what are your thoughts on the mission shown for War Machine at Lock and Load? I didn't catch the, the first part of that. What was your... <laughs> what are your thoughts on the mission shown for War Machine at Lock and Load? And I didn't catch it then because Kurt was cackling. Are we talking Grimkin here? Uh, no! We're talking uh, the, the Crucible yeah, Guard? Oh, yes, yes. Sorry, no, I know the one you mean. Steam tank. Um, What's it called? I, I have concern, Guard. So, if they are what I think they are, which is the former members, members of the Golden Crucible... Yeah. Um, which has been confirmed. Wh- yeah. Why are they their own faction? They're because... no, limited release... Faction. They're, they're a limited release faction on their own, but logic dictates they should partially form um, 
the Lely's resistance and should partially be going into Kador. Just that last bit. I I don't. Well, uh, at least some of the people of Lael do class themselves as Umbrian and are fine with it. Not that I talk to. Yes, that's not the majority. But it's. um, I I don't see. I'll be honest. This is part of a whole concerning thing for me with War Machine as a whole. Uh, the statement that there will be a new faction every year, um, and, and that that worries me because if we're seeing a new powerful flavour of the month, there's going to be so much bloat. Mm. Yeah, yeah but that doesn't happen in other games. Um, <laughs> I, I I will be honest. I could at some point um, either War Machine collapses under its own weight, having a new faction every year, or they have to take the Games Workshop step Reboot. and start saying, okay. These are your tournament legal models. These are the ones that are going in the army books and in War Room 3 or whatever it is. And these models just aren't. They're, they're, uh, they're gone from the timeline. One of the reasons that I liked War Machine in the, in the first instance was the faction girls. Ident- the girls. That, that's it. The faction identities, they were very unique. And they were ve- um, there seems to be a kind of dilution of that in these kind of factions which steal some of the mechanics and identities um, and that are not full releases um, and are flavours of the month. So Yeah, I mean, again, I, I, I look at Grimkin and I go, well, surely you could have put those as a, a pact in Minions. Yeah. Because you've already got things like the... Um, oh, the Gremlin Swarm. In, in Minions... Mm-hmm. So why not just make them part of that? Um, it, it's a concerning direction, I'll be honest. Yeah, if if it works, it works fine. Um, and I'm sure they've got enough people there who are smart enough to make it work. But I mean, people who are playing the new, people in new playing the new faction have had positive reports. There are still segments of the community yeah. that are just saying that it's a Malifaux ripoff. Um, oh, that, that actually has been one of the things I have seen, and you make a very good point there, Bench. People who are playing Grimkin are apparently having a hell of a lot of fun with the faction. Yep. Yeah, I've heard because that too. Yeah. It, it is doing something a little bit different um, because you do have things that, well, mechanically work on a totally different level. Um, so, yeah, my concern that's... is when you get to year, my, my concern is when you get to year four, year five, and you know, you've got your your Grimkin, and you've got your Golden Crucible, and you've got your I don't know, Frog Empire or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, the, 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 one of the things of War Machine, I suppose this is easier in the past, was knowing what was out there, and it just becomes... Impossible. A hell of a lot harder. Impossible. Yeah. I mean, I can see the two reasons for the, for the two factions that have been announced. The first one, advancing... The, the plot with um, the old witch, because she's kind of been redundant in recent sort of years, doing her own thing, uh, and it's been uh, and it's testing the waters after the last big the last big battle basically where Crix took a batter in but also the Golden Crucible will f- take us back to Lael, which has kind of also been kind of, you know brushed under the carpet so they're trying to ignite those storylines as someone who used to play a lot of Lely's stuff and has found that some of it's been taken away and some of it's unworkable in mark three um i mean what's next you know uh, a precursor faction that doesn't work with mercenaries either 
What, a, a, church, a church of Morrow faction? Yeah. Yeah, potentially. I mean, uh, well, they said, I don't know who said that it won't work with Mercs, and I don't know why this shouldn't this uh, should work with it, the, 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 the phrase that came out on Twitter from, I may be misquoting here, but I believe it was Schick, is that they're a completely standalone faction. Okay. I, I just don't understand that. Um, now, it may well be that a lot of them will work for Mux, and that will be fine. Um, but it's going to be... It, it's good, Like I said, it's going to be interesting to see how that one shakes down. I Design-wise, I think a lot of what came up at Lock and Load still looks good. I, I like a lot of what the, the design aesthetic of War Machine. I find it very appealing. Um, but, yeah, I, I, as a Merc player, I'm feeling kind of down. I want some new toys. I've also missed the Lely's content. I used to love playing Lely's mercenary um, army. That's what I used to play a long time ago. Um, I used to really, I used to love it as well. Well, I've, I've got two gun mages, one of which used to be yours, Kurt, but um, I, I just can't play in Mercs anymore. I completely forgot that. That's it, yeah. So I bought them for the, uh, was it the La Resistance? Yeah. Theme Force mm. in uh, Mark II. And that's just, just gone. Sad times. So it's like the four charges I bought for uh, Bad Seeds, which I now can't play either. I am. Um, I quite like the whole kind of Kane joining, um, Kane 3 being a caster as a principle rather than the detail of the rules and what you can run with him. But because I, I'm I was not sure like, at this point, you could just trying to wind me up. I'm not, I'm not. Um, because I always liked, in Escalation, no, I... Sig- Signar helping Lael defend against Kador. And I liked the fact that you could be, that you could kind of, it, it was leading towards building this kind of hybrid Merc mercenary. Uh, hybrid Merc. Kane, Sig- Kane as a Merc is nothing to do with Signal. Well, I know. I know. Storyline wise, he's nothing to do with Signal. He's walked out on Signal and military. Yeah. No, I understand that. But I quite liked, I mean, it's a long time ago that Escalation came out, but it was, uh, I liked the Signal supporting Mercs trying to defend um, Lael. I always liked that kind of fluffy element of that army at the time, but yeah. Um, what will be interesting to see is if the crossover happens back the other way, if Magnus ends up back in Signal. Yeah, spoiler alert for uh, Blood of Kings. That's kind of how it looks like it's shaping up at the end of that book. If you've not read it by now, a year after it was published, more than a year yeah. after it was published, then... More fool you. Well, there's no hope for you. There's no hope for me, because I haven't read it. Uh, Excellent. But you knew that, though. Um... Any other thoughts on sort of uh, the new, well, anything of the new stuff that was shown at Lock and Load, actually? Excited for the new Gators. Okay. I'm waiting to get uh, a look at it. I was surprised that um, Barnabas 2 wasn't a bit more epic looking, kind of anticipated with his ascendance to demigod status, he would be a bit more kind of... Yeah, I agree with you. He just looks like Barnabas still. Um, which uh, I was going to say, the, the, the epic is not a status anymore. No, no, I never said Barnabas too. But I, I would have thought he would look a bit more. Well, epic. You, you say he's not looking a bit more epic. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I said Barnabas too. I would have thought he would look a bit more epic. I know he's not an epic caster. He's, he's not epic Barnabas. He's an epic caster. But uh, I just, I just thought there'd be maybe a little bit more to him. But clean you know, up. But I don't know. All that. So I think you know, it'd be uh, interesting to see the direction of it. They're going well. You can see which direction they're going with a lot of the undead gators. Um, yeah, so looking forward to, to seeing what they come out with. Uh, it's put me in a bit of a conundrum because I uh, had picked up some quick stuff that I was going to start with, but now I'm 
kind of back on the minion wagon. <laughs> well, um, moving on from that question, Adam Tremblay again has asked uh, another question, which is, um, what miniature games are there. you excited for that are coming out later in 2017 or 2018? So things like Game of Thrones, uh, the Fallout miniatures game, uh, anything like that. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm I can state my answer really quickly. Which is none of them. Yeah, none of those. None of those. Green Horde for Zombicide, which is yeah, it doesn't matter. Green Horde for Zombicide. Really? Yep. Are you sure that's not just a step too far? No, I like it. I want it. I got it. Bought okay. it. Balls deep. Kurt loves his zombies. I know, it's but he's a little play. Um, can't think what else though. There's not that much else, really, is there? On the horizon. There's probably tons, but we just don't know what it is. Uh, I bet Adam does. He's yeah, Adam, Adam, Adam probably does not. I, mean, I do try and keep up with a lot of the miniatures uh, gaming news. To be honest, I've deliberately restricted um, what I buy into and what I pay attention to because, because money. I enjoy playing War Machine and I really enjoy playing X-Wing and I cannot support a third miniature game. Uh, I can't keep track of the rules. When I... <laughs> I'm not joking. Well, I am waiting for an X-Wing FAQ update at the moment, so uh, I'm going to take the Jumpmaster and uh, nail that thing to the ground quite hard. I thought that already happened. Pesky Jumpmaster. No, well, one one nerf has already happened to the Jumpmaster. Yeah, not enough. um, Which was to do with the the sequence of firing and spending focus tokens. Second one incoming is potentially more severe, and it does things like take away a torpedo slot. Oh, I have heard that rumor, yeah. Yeah. Not that I play much action, but yeah. The forms are going to be blowing up at it. We don't know if it's true. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see where that one goes. But um, no, for, for me, I, mean, I am potentially at the moment because there is a local scene for it, um, looking at Guild Ball, but that's not something that's coming out later this year. <laughs> Steady. But this is the thing, Bench. When you have a, a local scene, it's pretty much a case of play... Or yeah. you don't get a game. Well, that that's fine. It, I mean, I wouldn't play a game for the sake of playing a game, if that makes sense. If I didn't enjoy the aesthetic, or I think I think as well, if I hadn't if I hadn't been bitten by the forty k bug, I'd be seriously looking at Gilboa. I think. <laughs> well, that's fine. As I say, it's <laughs> each to their own. Like, I... this, this is where we get to like episode ninety. It's Benj in a corner, just. Screaming at us while it becomes a Guildball podcast. If it becomes um, a Guildball podcast, I can I can retire. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you, just as the shortest-serving member of the uh, Elite Cadre crew. Uh, yeah, I, I would. Are you saying he's not very tall? That is true. I am very sure. One. Uh, yeah, I'm angry dwarf. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's so. No one else really excited about anything. Um, have you got any other business? Is it, oh, is it a short one? This, uh, this well, might as well because unless people have got more topics of conversation they want to come up with, I don't know. My legs ache. Arthritis. <laughs> I mean, I could have spent feel it in your bones. I could have, I could have spent the last hour just ranting about how every incarnation of Fiora is terrible, but I don't think your chill blades as well. Yeah, I've always quite liked Fiora. Was it, I, you mean Mark Three Fiora? Mark Three, yeah. She just seems like not enough focus. Uh, gonna die a lot, and she doesn't really work with either Jax or infantry that well. 
Wow, like, that's like the opposite to what she used to be like. Well, she's still got the signature spells, but not the focus to run a lot of jacks in any of the sort of themes. She doesn't. She can range poke and do the fire shenanigans, but fire doesn't seem to be that much of an issue now, especially with the way that focus, focus pressure should be off most casters as far as you know, adding more jacks to the battle group. Ah, yeah. you can add all your racks and your reclaimers and all that jazz and and uh, your support, but it, it just doesn't seem... Her 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 sort of list were always anti-infantry, and infantry, apart from Kador, doesn't seem to be that much, um, no that much prevalent. I was going to say, mercenaries run infantry, but that's because we have to. Um, well, I can set you on fire, then. And, and, and actually the Ghost Fleet. Oh. If you really want to run into some infantry, run face first into Ghost Fleet. Right. Okay, In fact, I believe you've got a local player who plays Ghost Fleet. The, oh, does it? he fight? Does he uh, fight Ghost Fleet? Yes. Oh, okay. He's a terrible person, though. Uh, I need some magical weapons for that, Jazz. Play Ghost Fleet. Could. He plays, he plays other things. He's more respectable than that. Oh, only vaguely. Vaguely. So. Vaguely. Oh, I, I'm... I'm glad that he's still holding down the fort with regards to War Machine at the club. Although I have seen many images of him playing uh, Blood Bowl. Uh, <laughs> but I guess beggars can't be choosers with regards to who's playing what at a small club. No, you should be able to, Ben. You should be able to set what people play and allocate them the game and tell them not to play anything else. Because they'll, they'll keep turning up if you do that, I find. I, I, I like... That's the perfect way to do it, Benj. I like being a dictator, I'm not going to lie. You know, little Hitler. Just less of the tater. Less of the tater. Nice. I'm all tater. I'm, I'm all carbohydrates. All potato. Fair enough. Get it? I'm very good I'm Mike. Potato. You've been Mike. Excellent. Potato. What happened to Nick? Should we uh, got rid of Nick? I don't know. He's got a very busy month, allegedly. Uh, yes, he's he very... has about the next like, like weekends taken care of. He's got I'll be honest, all. I'm in a very... I'm going to be unconscious hiding under a table. Allegedly this weekend I've got a tournament in Bristol. Weekend after I've got um, a board game day nearby. And then I've got a convention the week after that. It's just utter chaos. All you're doing at that convention is fucking your convention there. Let's be honest. No. That's not just what I'm doing. About 90% of your time. However, you do fancy an anime (laughs) convention and you... Milton Keynes... Um, for around about the um, you know, go to hibanacon.co.uk, and um, we have a uh, we have articles every week, and you can just you know browse and see if you like it. Then give us some money. <laughs> Subtle. Um, my uh, my other half. Uh, I, I'm says... not going to apologise for advertising. Running, no, no, so, uh... no, I wasn't asking you. Well, uh, so Sorry, my missus, read. my missus does ask. Alex gets promoted. My missus does ask, why don't you do day passes? And it's the same the question that we're aiming for. I know. It's the same question I asked you as well. But still. Yeah. Nope, we are going for the uh, the traditional anime convention in the style of stuff like Minamicon, Amecon, uh, Ayacon. Buy in for the weekend, you have your hotel room on site, and Full you are there for the duration. It's also a lot harder to manage day passes. Okay. That literally triples the cost for badges and makes it a lot harder for security staff. I mean, even if there was just one of us or two of us, Dave. <laughs> then, I'm not making you your own special pass. Ah, oh, 
damn it. Yes, you can have a day pass, Benj. It's the same cost as a normal pass. <laughs> I would do that. No, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Just so I don't have to stay in the It'll also be the same colour and may allow you entry on other days. Okay. <laughs> may is the important part there. Not in May, it's in November. So shall we do any other business? Why not? Yeah. Okay. So, Alex, any other business? Uh, League of Gentlemen. What about them? Started watching again. It's awesome. It's very good. It's a great show. Have you watched number nine? Especially well? the Christmas special. Yeah, oh yeah, Christmas special is awesome. Have you watched number nine? Inside number nine? Uh, uh, no, I've not seen that one. It's on Netflix. Check it out. It's by half of them. Um, it's half of um, League of Gentlemen. It's very good. Oh, okay. I thought you guys in League of Gentlemen? Four. There's a, right, there's a silent writer, Jeremy, that isn't, isn't in it. Uh, okay. So there's four, really. Okay. No, it's in the movie. No, it's in the movie. No, it's in the movie. I've not actually seen the movie, no. There's, a, there's an actor playing Jeremy in the movie, but Jeremy's not in it. Um, one of them's in Game of Thrones as well, isn't he? don't know. No. I'm out of touch with Game of Thrones. I'm, I've kind of, it's, I'm waiting for it all to blow over. He plays the man. I the... haven't watched any of the season of Game of Thrones yet. It was in it was in one of the other seasons. A couple of I last watched season three. Yeah, I think it's, it's season four, season five. Maybe it was in. I can't think who'd gone to. He played... Oh, are you talking about Mark Gatiss? Sorry, Mark Gatiss, who was uh, part Gattis. of the Iron Bank. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes, he is, isn't he? Yes, yeah. I do remember that. Yes, I do remember seeing a picture. The man from the bank. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, yes, been watching that. That's about all I've been really doing recently. Um, start a new job on Monday. So oh, I'm actually still within the uh, same establishment, just a new team, new, slightly different role. Find some new people to bully. Mm, something like that. <laughs> Excellent. Except we don't Ooh. talk about the bullying on the podcast. Oh, sorry. Not after the inquest. No, of course not. Sorry. My bad. Not anywhere a lawyer could find it. So no. definitely on this podcast. Financial business, all that. Um, so, yeah. so excited, Alex. Calm down. Oh, well, you know me. You know me. Living life to the full. How'd you cope? Okay. So, Benj? I have been watching... <laughs> Any other businesses on television? Uh, 90s. Uh, reruns, I've re- mostly been watching... Shut up, Alex! I've been watching 90s reruns of um, the Twilight uh, so. zone Ooh. and painting various men off bits. Even they hate it. Even though I hate it. This is hobby related. This is this is hobby content right here. Yeah, this is premium hobby related content. Please donate to our Patreons. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> so, so what's got you back uh, into Menoth Binge? Uh, I I'm yeah, I'm painting the daughter cav that I bought second hand and they're quite interesting. Have you had to green stuff some saddles? No, I, I I gave up and just have them precariously tilted. You know, in funny angles off the horse because they weren't supplied with the saddles. Wow, so. they're riding bareback. They are literally their crotches are chafing <laughs> madly. <laughs> if if they at were all. that inclined, yeah, at all. Um, the I really like the knight uh, exemplar um, attachment uh, officer lady. She's a really nice model. She's a lady. Oh, okay. Um, and she adds a bit of flavour to a really bland unit, which is pretty faceless, basically. Oh. <laughs> what? Do you feel aren't aren't of units in Menoth kind of you know fully visored? I, like I mean, yeah, you got yeah. If you like rank and file faceless infantry with pikes and I love them. Yeah, yeah, just get then play Kado. 
No, 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 no. They, even they have more. I mean, have you seen a Temple Flame Guard helmet? It's just like a big, yeah, it's, big it's a can with a hole in the front. Yeah, it's the least inspired thing. <laughs> that artwork from Apotheosis with Striker just standing around, a load of dead ones, and yeah. it just looks like he's like basically <laughs> gone into a pottery barn and knocked over a, f- a few employees and put pots on their heads and. I like Flame Guard. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like them, but they just—they just—they look weird. They remind Cheap me infantry. Of, That's all they're there for. They remind me of uh, Guardian robots from the Transformers animated series, and they all look really weird. Yeah, um, and if you line them up, they all look like a field of potatoes. Protruding <laughs> from a okay. uh, field of potatoes. They do. They—they look, they look like a, a field of freshly ploughed. Potatoes. Just... Like your potatoes here. Um, and apart from that, yeah, I gave up on the elves because I'm missing a box of elves to try and make the faction complete at the moment for various reasons. And um, um, make elves great again. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm looking at. I'm looking at painting some of the board game stuff that I have Super Dungeon Explorer at some stage. Good luck with that. Yeah. But I'm not feeling that. Uh, I was going to say, I, I have two Kickstarters worth of uh, Super Dungeon Explore. I have a third arriving at some point. I didn't get on Legends, I left it. Did you? I'm surprised yeah. at that. No. Mm. I've forgotten King. I didn't get a Legends. Um, no. Um, yeah. I need to replace the dragon that Tim Martin broke. Oh, no. Why don't you replace the Tim Martin that the dragon broke? His wife was complaining. Don't live near Tim Martin anymore. <laughs> oh, dear. Nah, uh, that was an accident. He's a good guy. I need right. to. I, I also want to find a pop vinyl that they released at San Diego Comic-Con of oh. The Mountain. The Mountain. It looks pretty cool. Now, that is how to make me lose all respect for you. Well, I, I only like a few pop vinyls, and that's one of them. No, I'm sorry. The, the, entire, the entire line of pop vinyl, Funko Pop, whatever... You've changed your mind on that multiple times. You've changed your mind on that multiple times. You said that some of them you 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 like. You do no. That's Nendoroid. What? Nendoroid's good. Oh yeah. Funko Pop bad. Oh Funko Pop. They're just like a cheap, innocent version for those that can't afford proper statues. You know, gotta get over the hate. They they are basically. Oh no. They're the kind of figurine you'd expect shampoo to come inside of. They're that kind of. I don't. I don't have hair, so I don't know what shampoo bottles look like. Bubble bath. I don't. I don't. I I use coal tar soap because my skin is terrible, so I don't have any of those luxuries. Fair enough. However, coal tar's great for you know people with bad skin. It's great. It's cheap as well. Just putting that out there. It's about 49 pence a (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) What, you wanted quality entertainment? Other than 40k, any other business? Oh, hello. Uh, I've been enjoying Stranger Things. Going back to TV. Stranger Things. I'm really really nearly finished Stranger Things. Um, Apart from that? Yes, Stranger Things is fantastic. It's lovely. Um, Apart from 40k. See, I want to get more 40k. No, nothing really. Apart from 40k. Nothing at all. Okay. Can't think of it. Cycling, you know, more of the same, really. No, nothing dramatic worth mentioning out of and above what I already okay. have, really. How about you, Mike? What have you been doing? Uh, it, it, it's a good question, frankly. Um, so, in the last couple of weeks, I started watching um, Critical Role, which, if you don't know about it, is a show where a lot of voice actors sit around and play D&D. 
and so decided to try and resurrect a local RPG group. Now we're, we're kind of you know, mostly there. We're starting next week. May even include Nick. Uh-huh. Just you know. um, but as part of this, I've picked the first thing to that we, that we're going to do. Uh, that means writing a one-shot campaign, um, which has taken an awful lot of time. I have a document of it here, and it is up to thirteen pages of stuff so far. You didn't just go and you didn't decide just to go and rip off the wall of Fight Up Mountain as your D and D plan. You should have yeah, done no, that. No. This whole thing—it's set around a sort of a shadowy philanthropic organisation that's sending a team of archaeologists, mercenaries, and adventurers to a, an island off the Mexican coast to try and come back with treasure. And yeah, there's facehuggers. Uh, mm-hmm. There's facehuggers. No, there's no facehuggers. No, okay. I can't tell you what's the island in case Nick listens in. So Predators. It's it's guaranteed to be a rip-roaring adventure through mid-90s Mexico. No guarantees are made. What's the difference no, between... No, no, refund, no refunds are available. What's the difference between yes. mid-90s Mexico and now Mexico? Mobile phones. Uh, no mobile phones, no Google. Okay. I didn't think Mexico had Rather Google. Rather minimal mobile phones and no Google. Okay. Crap, mobile phones is no good call. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I deliberately said it there so that you couldn't just have the get out card of I make a call on my my mobile phone. No. Well, Google existed. Google existed, but it was only really good for technical queries. I used to call you on my cell phone. Shut up. Yeah. Late night. So, so, so that's been technical. <laughs> um, and, and if we're going into the business of talking about uh, movies and TV, um, I did have a bit of a movie weekend watching 10 Cloverfield Lane. Good Lord, that is an uncomfortable film. I don't think I've seen it. It's uh, a it's a it's a really good movie, even though it wasn't originally designed to be part of the, no, the mythos. But without spoiling the ending, that is it. You can never really get comfortable with the film. It, it, I enjoyed every bit of it um, on some level, but just sitting there and going, I have no idea what's going to happen next because you know at least one of the characters is unpredictable and prone to snapping. Um, really, really good. Thoroughly recommend it. I did finally watch uh, Ghost in the Show live action, actually, last weekend. What did you think of that? Oh, okay. It's, well, it's, it's alright. It's alright. I enjoyed the nostalgia of the bits that were lifted directly out of um, the original. Um, the, the shots, the spider tank and stuff, the, begin- the middle bits and the bit at the end were lifted directly out of the anime. Um, I, I had a very similar feeling. I, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I felt there was, there, was, there was one plot that could have been excised, um, which is a very minor piece and didn't need to be there. Was it about tea? Um, it involved tea. It, it may have involved tea yes. and v- visits to an old yes, lady. Yes, you didn't need that bit. Um, the tea was enough, yes. You know, a, about seven minutes you could lose off that film. It, it was, it was all right. One. It felt oversimplified. Um, it felt um, fun. You know, it was, considering how complicated yeah. Ghost of the Shell generally is in all its guises, it didn't have any of that complexity at all. I, I'm perfectly okay with that movie being simplified. Uh, yeah. But then again, I'm, I'm not a fan of um, Mamoru Oshii and his constant navel-gazing in movies. Um, so I like the standalone um, complex yeah, that, that, and the details of the... Angle. I like the TV series and how complicated that gets and how hard it is to follow. I quite enjoy that. Standalone complex. Fantastic. I'm really looking forward to uh, when they put out a Blu-ray edition. Because we know it's coming. Just don't oh, is it? Oh, cool. I still watched the second series. Yeah. I still not watched the second one properly. I started it and did, and stick with it and start again. But yes. Uh, other thing I watched at the weekend, 
Um, and this, you know, there's more chance people possibly haven't watched this. Paranorman? No. Okay. Um, anyone watched Coral? Not watched. Yes. Kubo and the Two Strings? No. Okay. So, Paranorman is a stop motion, I hesitate to say kids' film, because it's clearly aimed at children, um, but in a, in, in a slightly unconventional way. I, you're dealing with who can see the dead uh, and what happens when his town is threatened by an ancient cur. Um, it's by a company called Studio Leica, who only really do stop motion stuff, and they do really, really good kids' film. Um, so Coraline was... Uh, it was a Neil Gaiman story where you have you know, yeah. a little girl bored of her life, uh, wanders through a cupboard and finds herself in an alternate version of the world where everything is wonderful and fun all the time and she can stay there if she'll let the mother of the house um, sew buttons over her eyes. Yeah. Um, they do some interesting and dark takes on um, you know kids' entertainment and it, they are really, really good. Uh, the only one of the theirs that I've not seen yet is Box Trolls. Yeah, if... if if you find yourself at a loss, um, put on uh, Kubo and the Two Strings or Paranorman or, or Coraline and you're guaranteed a fun time. Um, possibly not great for younger kids. I'm just going to throw that one out there. You know, maybe watch it first if you've got real little ones. But, uh, Actually, one, one thing to throw back into that is, uh, is Preacher. I can't, I, I can scarcely okay. believe how good Preacher is. I, 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 I'm flabbergasted by how amazing it is. Um, best TV series from a comic ever. By far, really, really good. Um, having read most of the comics, I love what they're doing with it. I love the variation, the changes. I love the way that season two is book one, basically. It's just really good. Um, the episode five of season two is just one of the best television episodes of anything ever. Okay. I really love it. It's not something I've really heard much about. So. I read a lot of it whenever it was out, years and years and years ago, um, and loved, loved reading it. Um, Garfield is best work. I mean, he's just a really good Hulk as well, but he's really, really good. Um, uh, it's awesome. It's just, they, they they have tweaked it slightly here and there, but the soul and feel of the original story is there. Something on TV, there's a load of stuff that just, you think it should work on TV, but just doesn't. Well, I think what we've learned um, in the so last few years... A little years, bit of tweak. I think we've learned in the last few years is where they make it look absolutely perfect, it kills the soul. So Watchmen is the biggest example of that for me, is that it looks fantastic, it looks amazing, and it's so perfect, and yet the, the, just the, the soul of that story is just not there. I, I, I think part of what sucks the soul out through his eyes is the length. I think you could say Zack Snyder. I still enjoy the movie because it's a moving version of the, of the comic. It nearly is, yeah. At the same time, dear God, it's long. Whereas you then take V for Vendetta, which is which is quite different. They changed a lot of the look, they changed a lot of the story, they moved the story around, but it maintains the soul of that story and the pacing and the level of reading the book. It's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. V for Vendetta, immensely entertaining film. And it's uh, Wachowski's as well, which is surprising because yeah. um, uh, a lot of their stuff is not brilliant. Um, I like some, but yeah. But yeah, it's, it's good, stylish. And Preacher, and is, Preacher got... is more similar to that in the sense that it has the heart and soul of the story. It's there. It's got its guts of it. And they've tweaked bits here and there and sort of things around and it was works. I mean, the the um, the core premise of this Preacher gaining the kind of this this thing called Genesis, which grants and proves the word of God, which is the first episode, so it's not a spoiler, in the comics <laughs> explains what Genesis is in the first four pages. We're halfway through season two and it hasn't even covered it yet. Oh, 
It's lovely. It's great. I okay. keep going, keep to the best going, you don't know what that is yet, do you? She's like, no. I'm like, cool. Uh, if, if we are going to uh, talk about surprisingly good adaptations of earlier properties, uh, and, and, and I'm going to make this my last bit of any other business, feel free to take over stuff afterwards. Um, the Man from Uncle. The movie. Yes. It's very good. I. I, I, I loved the original series. Uh, I watched it in reruns when I was a kid. It was fantastic. I watched The Man from Uncle the movie and thought, this is going to be unbearable trash. Yeah, yes. And then I watched it and went, oh, it's still a bit trashy, but it's really fun trash. It is. It's really good. I agree. Just, I felt the same way. And, uh, yeah. yeah. My mum my bought it. I sat down and watched it with my mum because she used to love the original series and that's why we watched so much of the original stuff. And it, it's great loved it Ernie Hammer it, it's that Army Hammer. He's awesome. antagonism between um mm. was it Arnie Hammer and um oh, whoever the, uh, Henry Cavill yeah yeah the beautiful level of antagonism between those two is fantastic it's, I love the way that, I love the way it's another prequel movie it's a remake but it's a prequel movie like most of those other things like Starsky and Hutch and Christmas what else is kind of they're prequel movies aren't they made decades yeah. later um yeah i love it as well it's a pretty good film i mean it, it's a shame they'll never get kind of another movie off that but if that's all they do with that property i'm perfectly happy with it, it i think both those actors something... i think both those actors are significantly more busy now than they were at the time when they made that yeah I, it it took something that was inherently a little bit silly and camp and made it still be silly and camp and that's fine don't one of the greatest sins that the last 30 years has brought upon us is dark and gritty reboots. Can be good. They can be good. They can, but it takes a lot of skill to make a dark and gritty reboot good. Yes. It's not just about giving the main character a mouthful of gravel and a tortured are backstory. You, are you saying Christopher Nolan can do it and everybody else is shit? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm not going anywhere near that one. No. So, okay. Okay. Uh, any any more for any more? I think I'm done. Or has everyone fallen asleep? Everybody else has. We've talked about films. Everybody's gone. Everybody's gone away. But to be fair, people do say that us talking about films is one of the most enjoyable parts of the podcast. So you know, we should do more. Might as well give up and just do uh, film podcasts at this point. But not not films in cinemas. No stuff you find on like Netflix at two a.m. while going. Oh yeah, I fancy a bit of that. Or like, stuff you find on Google Play while browsing the least popular section. Do you know what? I struggle to remember what those are when we come to this conversation because I watched loads last weekend and I couldn't tell you what any of them are right now. <laughs> I really enjoyed random movies. See, I, I will admit that for um, having to remember what I watched, I, I did have to log into Google Play and go, right, what have I got in Google Play? What did I watch recently? And yeah, I, I've, I've, I've still got bits in there I'm looking forward to. Crimson Peak. So that's another one I, re I rewatched Pacific Rim the other day. Four. I still like that's that. That's a movie that's that's a movie that's got better. Oh, cool! Yeah, I got to say that because I thought you were going to say it had an age I still really enjoyed that. No, really enjoyed that a second time. That was good, <laughs> visceral fun. I watched it to see if it was child friendly, and it really isn't. <laughs> no, it's uh, for anyone who's into their anime. It's it's it, it's basically a, a wonderful piss take of uh, Evangelion, um, especially the episode "Dance Like You Want to Win," <laughs> which is. And uh, it's the best Evangelion live-action movie ever made. It's got quite a good, healthy dose of generic kind of stereotypes that get thrown into all those kind of movies, from everything from Akira right through, because the, the general in Akira oh, is so similar to what they've done in with um with uh what's his face? I can't remember his name now. Good name's gone. The, there, there is a lot of homage in yeah, the Rim. A mm -hmm. lot of homage, and quite frankly, I'm, I'm happy. Still questioning the second one. It does have uh, Stephen Denight directing it who did uh spartacus and the first season of daredevil 
So oh, okay, I'm looking yeah. forward. To, I'm looking forward to going to watch. Um, um, oh, my brace is gone now. Um, what's out this weekend? Valorian. Oh, Valorian. That's how terrible. Oh. Valerian. Valerian, the, the Luke Besson. Valerian, yeah. It's it's a terrible review. Yes, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that one as well. Really? It's no one some, does visuals like Luke Besson. But it's had some really bad reviews. I don't I care. care less. Okay. Um, Fifth Element had terrible reviews from some people it as did. well. And oh, Fifth, so Ele- Fifth Element had awful critic reviews. It was it was completely ripped to bits. <laughs> and to yeah. be fair, it is still a bit of a campy mess. Let's be fair. It is. It's fun. Or is that the one that looks like Besson? I, I can never remember that one. That is Besson, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the one. It's the one that's yeah. taken from Valerian. Yeah. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it may well turn out to be utter trash. But My thinking is Saturday, Saturday late afternoon, and then I can still do something else with the evening. It's even if it's rubbish. It, either way, it'll be good. I've just looked at Luke Besson's IMDb page and noticed something that, that Lucy Two. Yeah, I saw that. If you've not why? seen Lucy, it's worth your time. But why make a sequel? Uh, that's a good, good point, actually. Why? No, no, you know, it's fun, but why? Money, I know. Yeah. Money's always the answer, it? but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luke Besson films do not traditionally make a large amount of money. They're, they're cultural touchstones, but... Especially mm, if involve water and ocean. Right. Anyway, are we done? I think we are. Yes. Did I mention no. I'm playing 40k? Excellent, you did. Okay. Several times. All right. Alex has died of boredom <laughs> or loneliness. One of the two. Well, You've been listening to Elite um, Cardray, Hordes and War Machine and 40k podcast. Yes. What <laughs> have you done? I that with a straight face. What have you done, Kurt? <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Actually, I'll just take that back. He's had fun. I have had fun. Well, at least he's had fun. You've been listening to Elite Cardray, the wargaming podcast. It doesn't take itself too seriously or anything else. I've been Kurt. Yeah. I've been Mike. I, I've been Penge because Alex is dead. Long yeah. live, long Literally live. dead. Literally. He did sound like he was talking through a biscuit joke. <laughs> it was the phone call from Mexico in the 60s again. Do you have a way of editing his voice to make it better? Like, Long before. Maybe just beeping it all out. This bit. Uh, not quite that bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, Nick. Bye, Nick. Listen to Elite Cadre, a War Machine and Hordes podcast. Email us at elitecadrepodcast at gmail.com or find the whole team on Twitter at bit.ly forward slash elite cadre. Music provided by Martin DeBont and Symphony of Spectres. And now, in a world of perfect production and seamless transitions, 
We bring you the chaos that lurks beneath the surface. These are the Easter eggs. I have pressed the start button, so we will be going um, live. In fact, <gasps> live. Hooray. Hooray. Yeah, I know. You can tell the whole universal so shift happens. Be as foul as you were before I pressed the record button. I'll try to be less so. Uh, can't stop painting. You must paint all the time. Let's see if my uh, thing's balanced on board game. Well, it may cause Bench to lose all respect for me. What is it? Well, local war machine group kind of up in smoke. Right. Uh, it's just fallen to pieces. Sounds pretty familiar everywhere at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Although, I have to say, Exeter's still going strong in two groups, but there's definitely less interest, it feels. Well, at the moment, I've found out that there is a place basically in my back garden where there are people playing Guild Ball. Uh, yes, I saw some mum things about that. Yeah, yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, respect. I'm going to go along, have a demo. Um, I've been thinking the same because there's a very strong guild ball following in Yeovil and I did get pitched guild ball which I found very by the shop the shop owner because I found that and I found that very entertaining I waited a very long time before going yeah I kind of know those guys it's alright the one thing that kind of makes it a little bit more positive from where I was is that apparently with their season 3 rule book they've really clamped down on people winning by uh, just killing the opposition I saw your um, Twitter conversation yes yeah which I'm not a fan of because it's like it was it was one of the things in Blood Bowl it's like okay you can spend the entire game kicking the crap out of my team but if I have scored one touchdown and can keep the ball away from you I still yes win. Well, it's a sports game it should be like that yeah half your team can be unconscious and you can still win hard to at that point but yeah it looks like you either have to score three goals or take out the entire opposing team to get like a flat out win okay so we'll see it, it it might do nothing for me. Who knows? But um, I haven't nothing harmed by uh, getting. I haven't. Um, I have to admit, I haven't even seen it played at all yet. Either. It hasn't been played where I've been. Um, but then again, I've not been in places where there has been the wholesale sort of transfer of uh, War Machine players to uh, Guild Ball. Uh, War Machine in um, Yeovil just disintegrated. So quite a while ago now. Or did they? War Machine did ages ago. Yeah, it's it's really difficult at the moment across. The- the UK, despite what your post said, Mike, about the various clubs that... Um... I was going to say, there, there are still some strong clubs. Oh, yeah, uh, but, but they supplement the... they supplement the War Machine games with, with other games as well. A matter. Uh, when has that ever not been the case, Bench? Um, I don't know. When, when one game is predominantly the strong driving factor behind the club. I would say winter of 68, it wasn't the case. <laughs> because... <laughs> well, no, even when uh, Middle of Mark II, which is arguably the most populous bit of War Machine sort of for, for the local area I've been in, yeah. um, three tables at a like 10 table club. Um, and even then, the people playing War Machine would intermittently go, you know, I'm going to have a week off. Let's play board games. Mm, I- or let's play X Wing. I can understand that. I mean, we all play different stuff, you know, in our downtime, or we all have. But when a club was being driven by its war machine community, that's a very rare sight these days, you know, where you have multiple people on the night playing the game and dominating most of the tables, or, you know, or where you weren't struggling to find people just up for a quick, you know, 50 point match. I mean, it generally was over within, like, the space of. You know, an hour or so, unless it was a very grindy list, or you were doing tournament practice or so. But you were able to pick up games, it seems. 
and a lot. Say, war Machine over in the space of an hour. Yeah. What are you playing? Twenty points. Hey, we did have some of the some of the WTC, you know, qualified. No, we just had Matt with his cricks in Mark Two. It was bullshit. What it means um, is Matt beat you inside of an hour. Yeah, yeah, that is true. But we don't. I don't know. Looking at that other club, it's back to forty k driving. At the the one that's local to me, which I don't bother attending um, anymore. Um, but yeah, See, the one club I still go to um, is was always has been X Wing for me. Mm. It's sort of like one third forty k, one third X Wing, and one third uh, RPGs. I just I, I tell you what, I'm just waiting for the for the internet hate basically to die down on the game because at the moment i was uh i just caught the tail end of a page 10 thread in a a tg board somewhere and war machine was sitting there there were about 150 posts on the thread and about a quarter of it was an argument between two people and this one guy and these two guys were just recycling the the we hate jason souls we hate Mark Three. We hate, you know, all the basically memes that currently and saying you can't enjoy this game, and they are the prevailing voice at the moment. I think. The I think the biggest whether we turn this into the podcast itself, but I think the biggest thing difference and the biggest shift that's hit going to hit War Machine or is hitting War Machine because you get people complaining about about 40k in a big way. There's a lot of the diehard players of 40k hate. Um, eighth edition competitive players generally seem to dislike it intensely mm. but they are the minority and um, the difference is that let's say that 10 people in a club are hating on on eight the 30 or 40 people who haven't played it in 10 years or nearly have walked back in the door and are picking it up so no one cares that 10 people are kind of going well I don't want to buy any of that now you're like well you already got full armies we haven't we're buying new stuff um, it's massive shift I think the biggest difference for privateer is that they've succeeded in this 10-year period when Games Workshop have been asleep mm. and, oh, and suddenly are not asleep. But the game at the moment has to ride out these, basically, these same repetitive memes that were, that that blighted the the Warhammer uh, communities, the, the, the similar sort of, uh, yeah. you know, catchphrases almost. But that's... Oh, the Age, Age of Sigma type stuff, you mean? Yeah, yeah, the Age of Sigma couple of years that that brought the significant rules issues in various different 40k editions that, you know, uh, the guy lining up uh, uh, all of his uh, uh, fucking miniatures on the side of one board. Yeah, I mean, that was a meme. That was, uh, and that was like cheese versus cheese, you know, Um, and, and that's what 40k devolved into for uh especially in the tournament sort of scene but now we the only problem is that privateer press can't afford to take the same amount of negativity uh no they're smaller as as gw and ride out the storm basically and i think as long as they continue the 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 showboating the what almost seems like a ego ride for for some of them to be part of as you know small games company with uh, you know a very hardcore loyal following but it's very small yeah and if they continue to try and pe- appeal to that and ignore some of the issues and they, they said that they gave us the idea as the matt wilson said as the last like attempt to engage you know with the community if they can't succeed there 
he, co- he couldn't see of a, a way of succeeding at all. And that I was one of he did he did he did state he did state that it was very it was quite a be all and end all statement. I can't remember where it was actually posted, but those were pretty much the words of Aiton that what more could he do it was said maybe in a more like you know we're, we're doing it it's great and you know but i think i think that may be, that if that's the case that may have been a case where i read a different tone to what you did yeah i i well yeah i i did definitely read a different tone because from the launch it's been difficult and we spend most of our conversations at the moment talking about how difficult it is there's no i don't know there's no I'm, i don't have a drive to go to a tournament at the moment um, I know you are. I still do because. Uh, okay, so so wait, wait, back. But um, we've moved from Mark Two to Mark Three, and to be honest, I don't think there's a hell of a lot of difference. A couple of rules tweaks, there's a bit, few bits where it's a bit clearer. Um, aside from a very early, really bad cock up with the rules, um, it's been fine. Everything's been smoothed out, usually pretty clear. It's got better. I agree with you, it's got better, but I don't think it's been smooth since the start. I struggle with the game to the point of nearly walking away done with my I, uh, I, I, I struggle. I, I, I really find it difficult to play my fridge. And, and Mike, that's fine. That's you, they, But you cannot... You can, and that's, why that's my argument. Nothing really has changed. Um, people aren't even picking up on that, really. Uh, it, it, it is still... People are rehashing. Then this guy that was arguing his case saying... You know, maybe you guys are the minority, you know, in your opinions, d- degrading the game. Maybe I just want to have fun. And he was just shouted down. Like, he was just, and, and it was just the same recycled, manufactured shit over and over again that they were coming up with. And it's got to get past that point. And I, yeah. and I don't know if it's going to. I mean, I'd I, I, I kind of agree, but I'm still struggling to find why and where some of this attitude has come from with Mark III, because th- there seem to be some real doom and gloomers, not about the you know, about the tournament side, which, you know, your mileage may vary as to what's happened with that, um, and about the club side, but it's like, what's what's manifestly changed about the game? Um, I, do, I struggle to even know where to start building the list. I, I, I concur with that, and, when I, and although my faction... I need, to, I need to know how to do it. Although my faction at the moment is... Uh, and I think that's why they've introduced themes, by the way, Kurt, to make sure that people can create lists easily that follow a certain pattern that do a certain thing. But I don't think there's list diversity anymore. Uh, as much list diversity, and I think that was kind of why Mark II was starting to stagnate at the state at that stage because there wasn't list diversity because some themes were stronger than others, or some particular builds were stronger than others in tournaments. Yeah, and why even take them? Well, Mark not- II had some very wacky themes. He did, even, even as a troll player, uh, was- he did. <laughs> one of the was it that one uh, the Legion one? It was basically you know the most powerful cast and all the things you'd want to take with her. Wow, I don't remember that. Yeah. Was it Vale? That sounds familiar, but I can't remember the accuracy of it. Yeah. Which, th- that was insane. Um, it's like, here are all these things which you're going to get a discount on, which you want. Oh, Even yeah. Powerful caster. Have fun. What's that? What's what it? kind of madness was that? Then there was the, like, yeah, the, the troll. <laughs> here's, a point, here's a point off every light. Yep. All your elemental lights, all discounted. Here, have 11 free points worth of stuff. Yeah. You built it it right. machin- was it machinations of shadows or something? Possibly. 
I can't remember. That wasn't the draw one, no. No, no, there's the a <laughs> one, which... Uh, oh, it's being a bit... Too I know, I know. plus months since Mark II, Benj, so um, you'll have to forgive me if I don't remember. Vale's theme force was Winter Storm, so I can't remember what Machinations oh, yeah. was. Vale 2, so... It was Vale 2. Good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I still... I mean, I take the point about list building, because I'll be honest, I'm... I'm having a bit of a difficult time with that myself at the moment uh, because I've built my McBain list mm. and that's decently strong. I've built my Damiano list. That's quite strong, but not as entertaining. And I'm sat there going, the hell else do I do? I, I want to play something else at a tournament. The Merc casters and go, I don't feel like I have the pieces for you. Like in the list, in, in the army in totality. Um, I could play Dwarves. Not yes, really I was right. It was Machinations of Shadows. Wow, I can oh, remember. Some, something has made him happy. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's a first. Um, I think I think I've played a grand total of four casters in Mark III for Mercs. I'm probably similar. Trolls. Magnus II, Damiano, Ashlyn. Um, still haven't put a Colossal on the table. Oh, I've done that. I've done that. Uh, well, I've done. I've done Gargantuans. Aren't, aren't Mercs, though... A- I'm sorry to, yeah. Well, not a bit shit, but just not not in a. They're not getting the same treatment. So you really are. <coughs> they're, not, they're not getting the same treatment. Merch are in a strong place, but they just they're not getting anything new. And um, I mean, let me have a look at it. So it, it, our list of casters: we've had Ashlyn one, Mark one, uh, Blaze was middle of Mark two. Kane 3 is Mark 3, but he's not really a Merc caster. You've got uh, Siphon, late Mark 2. Uh, Damiano, middle of Mark 2. Uh, Durgan. Durgan. Mark 1? Uh, yes. Fiona was Mark 1. Gordon was Mark 1. Gordon was, was the... Mark 1. Uh, Magnus 1 and 2 were Mark 1. Uh, Bart was Mark 1. Osram was two. middle of Mark 1. Actually, sorry, uh, McBain uh, was start of Mark 2. Yeah. On, and then Thexus. We've had one new caster in Mark Three, and he doesn't work in Merc. Not a real faction. Hashtag. Yeah. I mean, you, you can take Kane Three. I'd like to. I'd like to. I, that really appeals to me, to be honest. And that's not. Yeah, take him away on a romantic holiday in the south of Spain. Uh, I, know, I actually really like. I love the idea of Mark. I've always wanted to put, put Kane in Merc. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a great idea. But his feet, which is ranged synergy, it's like okay. Well, let's look at our range warjack. Well, I've got the Buccaneer. Nah, that doesn't do damage. Okay. Rebooter? No. Gallant? No. Galleon it might work with, but that's 40... Well, sorry, 39 points. Okay. So you can maybe have one of those in the battle group. Uh, you can't use the Avalanche, Basher, Driller, Earthbreaker, Blaster, or Gunner. Mangler doesn't have a range weapon. The Mariner has to be one of the most awkward guns in the game. So you feel you like you're... Um, a warrior model base to base. You feel like you're playing Scorn, basically. Yeah. Sounds like uh, no Nomad, range weapon. He can't take the Renegade. Rossinante? Can take Rosinante, quite a good guy on Rosinante. Rosinante is also made out of string and paper. Um, being Def 10 Armour 18. Uh, Rover? Yeah, okay. 15 points. It's it's not terrible. Range 10, but, you know, doable. Uh, very few people have got more than one. Can be an issue. Uh, Talon? No, no range weapon there. Vanguard? Vanguard's 11 points, which is insane. Like the impaler. <laughs> well, it's, it's one of those things like either I can have this heavy warjack in a nomad at 11 points or a vanguard. Yep, well, I'm not joking, the impaler is 11 points as well. It's it's madness 
It's like take 11 points for an Impaler or 16, 7, was it 16 points for the Bomber with the same Animus? No, I have a Bomb, please. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the Bomber has basically just gone, oh, so I don't need that Impaler for the Animus anymore? No? No, he's oh, there's, there's an icy one coming to make him like, make, put all of your one, all of your, um, Impaler's right on the shelf so you'll never use them again. <laughs> Cheaper version, no animus, doesn't need it, it's all good. See, I, I, I'll sit here until blue in the face complaining about the fact that Mercs needed... Uh, either the Vanguard needs to be reassessed, or Mercs need a good range light. Or even a mediocre range light. We'll take that. Range 10, panel 11. Pardon? Gators are getting some new releases. Oh, fantastic. Just make me feel better about it. <laughs> so, um... Well, we're all minions, aren't they? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, to be fair, every faction's getting new stuff because Mercs are now allowed. Oh, yeah, them. 12 factions of Christmas and oh, no Mercs. Mm. Oh, no, they did get one caster. What, in that Sorry. 12 factions of Christmas? Uh, yeah, they did, yeah. All right. They got, um, what's his fuck? What's his fucking face? Um, Gaston. Gaston 2. All grown up. Right. Oh, yeah. Super shotgun. I, I, I've been queried about the YouTube comments because I'm, I'm being lazy and not reading them. There's a YouTube comment. What oh, Christ? There's a, there's some of those. Yes, there are YouTube comments. Jesus. Pop those out. So I've got Matt and Byron and David listening in. Byron from okay. Wales? Yeah, Byron Lars. Cool. Hello. So, yes, we are now observing the, the YouTube chat because apparently that's that's a thing. We, keep the raw we. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, so. I'm currently killing yeah, bone beak hawks in uh, High Mountain. On the planet of Azeroth. That's all right. Anyway. Podcast done. Uh, thank yeah. you very much to those who've been listening all the way through. Uh, so, so and we apologise. Um, it's been interesting seeing uh, some of the bits that have been going from the YouTube chat when I remembered to log in. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have the edited. Well, I say we. I'll have the edited <laughs> sometime <laughs> soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot easier to uh, do stuff like that now. When my job is literally like three minutes from my house. Wow! Amazing. So yeah, I'm not going to talk about mine, and especially with children and stuff at the same time. Let's not go there. It's a whole new level and, of life um, experience trying to do children to school and commute at the same time. I can imagine uh, that being terrifying. And if one thing is lined up, everything else dropped off at seven in the morning. Oh, just it's one thing knocks off it doesn't quite meet then you miss that bus you don't get this happen and then you, oh my god I have a half past nine meeting fuck no <laughs> I have to be in at quarter past nine every single morning for the morning stand up where we can discuss exactly what I haven't done this week wow that's motivating no every day there's a there's a morning stand up so people can say I'm blocked by this or I, I, I need this to be done first or I'm having trouble with this should be positive in theory it's everything uh, positive um, also it, it kind of we have a graph that comes up tells you know, how far we are through the um, have you got a through graph the iteration, well? have how you got close we are well? to being done. Have you, got, have you got a graph as well? Yeah. Uh, as, we, as your graph. All mod cons. So, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's good. Um, I'm having to learn Java, which is the devil's own backside of a programming language. I saw you complaining about that, yes. I'm a tester, not a coder. What am I doing with my life? Um, I today was trying to diagnose mobile phones not getting their emails, and I had to admit to the guy on the phone, I'm far too impressed with myself because I haven't really done anything technical in quite a little while. I'm in such a suit. I've known this guy, support guy, not one of our guys, but support somebody else for quite a number of years now, and uh, yeah, he found that hilariously funny. You've moved it, you've drunk from the cup of management, you've lost the knack. 
I really have. And I got that and I got that silly, giddy kind of I made something work feeling. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. What happened to me? Ten years ago this would have been bread and butter stuff. It really <laughs> would, yeah. Ten years ago I was building sand. Oh I um I got very worried over the uh, the capabilities of people at work the other day when um, I was trying to access one of our internal sites, uh, couldn't get to it, um, but someone else could. I said, oh, okay, uh, could you just do an NS lookup, please? Yeah. And they kind of turned around and went, what, NS lookup? Nope, never used it. I was like, oh boy, okay. Open a command window. You're not one of those, don't you? Took a little bit of time, but now they know how to query DNS. Wow. Did they open the command window there? Yes, they did. I have met people who didn't know how to do that. That was our, It's got what in fairness, it's got a darker arc because you don't have a shortcut for it for quite a while now. <laughs> um doing Windows R and they're just typing CMD is a quick but thing, but there isn't really another option anymore, is there? It's around uh, somewhere, but I don't know where it is. I don't go looking for it anymore, I just do Windows. Yeah, you have to know the name of it to find it. Um, yeah. But no, when I was working for the council, the apprentice is there had never used the command prompt. Uh, and these were people who were allegedly technical adults. Uh, were they? And I was sat there going, okay, this is going to be an interesting one. We're going to teach you about disk part. We're going to teach you about format. Oh, shit. And there are questions like, why are we doing this on the command line? It's like, because you don't have access to a GUI in the mode we're in. Have fun. And by the way, Control Z is not going to do anything at all. Yeah, Control C will do things. Please don't push it while you're using disk part. <laughs> Why is there no disk now? Why is there no partition? Yeah. Because you screwed it. Uh, it. You can do as much damage with CMD as you can with Bash. It's just horrendous. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm thirsty and therefore going away. So it's Aww. been lovely speaking to you, fine gentlemen. Uh, Benj, I look forward to meeting you for a game of War Machine at some point. Yeah, next. I, I believe next week is good for me. But Marathon, uh, you'll I'll... probably beat me in the face with men Fiora? Fiora, Fiora and then say how shit she is after he's beaten you with it. I would never do that. You will have to send me your address at some point. So. I will. I will. Don't Just worry. put it on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so everyone can spam Ben. Just head. Right. Good night, people. Enjoy. Good night. Good night.